Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Since I was a child, I followed in your ways. Now that I am older, it is harder. I must say, I have my own free will. Still, I choose you. Being a servant's not a burden when you're working for the king, who loves you like a son and daughter, only wants to bring you closer. Bring me close. Oh, and I feel so far from where. J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing in our New York City studios? It was amazing speaking to you from the uh, El Al flight, the charter flight for Nefesh Benefesh last week. That was quite an experience to speak to you from the, uh, from the actual plane. And I, I know some photos were, were going around. <laughs> of our activities on the plane and the uh, the incredible setup where we uh, turn row number seven into a uh, full-blown 
radio studio. Not easy to do. I know those of you who uh, who don't frequent business class are rolling your eyes. I'm telling you, it's not easy to do to turn to turn a couple of seats in the front of the plane into a full blast radio studio. If you saw the picture of me uh, interviewing uh, Tony and Rabbi Fast, then uh, uh, you'll get an idea of just how uh, how every inch of space was being used. In order to do that broadcast, Avodat Halev, that's Aryeh Kunstler and Itzik Dadya together. Mati Feldman with the uh, Nigun Melech. Anil Dodi in honor of um, in honor of Elul with Morty Weinstein. That's brand new. Yeshiva Boys had Baruch Hashem. Two, two, two. That's Benny Friedman, brand new. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. I want to make sure I got to all of it. Yeah. Oh, we did the. Um, we did, of course, the uh, Monday morning theme song. Masach Hashem would be nice if I added that to the playlist. So I'll try to do that in the next few minutes here at JM in the AM. Anyway, uh, I spoke with you Wednesday. That was, in fact, the show from the flight. I want to thank all the guests. It was not the easiest flight to get the uh, guests um, on the air. A lot of turbulence, a lot of flight attendants who were not happy about the movement of people on the plane. And in general, there's a lot of movement of people on that plane, the charter flight for Nefesh Benefesh in general. Um, but we got it done, and I want to thank Noy, and I want to thank Avichai, and I want to thank uh, everybody who was involved in making sure that that uh, program ran as smoothly as possible. I do believe, I, I didn't tweet this out yet, I meant to, uh, but I do, and I, I mentioned this to somebody. Maybe I said it, uh, I'm trying to think where I said it. Maybe I said it in one of the um, in one of the daily threads. I believe the conversation that I had with Rabbi Fass and Tony Gelbard was historic. And when I went into the Nefesh Benefesh office the next day, it seemed that Rabbi Fass felt the same way. It was a historic. We've had a lot of very interesting conversations, a lot of feelings about um, diaspora jury, especially from North America and Israel. And, I mean, that, that we've done, you know, many, many times over the years. This one in particular is one worth listening to. If you missed that conversation, and again, I hope you listen to the entire show from Wednesday, but if you missed that conversation, Rabbi Fass and uh, Tony Gelbart, um, historic, historic implications. Uh, a lot of things in that conversation that you should be bringing up with children and grandchildren at the Shabbos table, frankly. Um that's what I'll say. So um, try your hardest to tune in at uh, some point uh, to that broadcast and to listen into the uh, very important conversation that went on on the plane on Wednesday. Since then, of course... Uh, we have had uh, quite a schedule here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I do want to thank everybody who's been part of it. Uh, I want to thank Avrami. He sat in on Thursday. I want to thank Mayor Furtick. He was in Friday morning. I want to thank Matis, of course, in his usual slot yesterday. I want to thank Mark Zamek in his usual slots on Thursday night and Friday. Uh, a lot of very, very um, wonderful programming goes on here at this network and you and I and all of us are the beneficiaries of it and there are a lot of hardworking people behind the entire thing so thanks to everybody for uh, all they did Yussi's Wag of course continued the live lunch Yussi's off this week Yussi's on vacation this week but he'll return of course next week with the live lunches 
So uh, lots of hard work going into this uh, into this network. We have after further review coming up at ten o'clock this morning with Seth and Yoni. We have Mayor Me Lim an encore presentation with Ray Benji Kramer coming up at nine a.m. Just a lot going on. So a big thank you to everybody who's been uh, who's been keeping us going as we continue to roll. And uh, Wednesday was a very very important show in my opinion i hope you've had an opportunity to tune into it if not uh, make it your business please to do so uh our elul chesed campaign has begun i'm proud to say today is the fourth day in the month of elul right 21st of august day four in the month of elul um the elul chesed campaign is of course uh done in memory of yanki meyer uh yaakov michal ben hachavri yisrael and so far, if you go to NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed, you will see information about supporting Ms. Askim, and you will see information about supporting the Maui fire disaster relief that are by Krasniansky and everybody in um, Chabad of Maui are, are taking care of right now, JewishMaui.com slash relief. Uh, but it's all there on the page, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Now, today's conversation, which is about kidney donation, I have to ask Avrami what he thinks. Should we put that also as a link in our Chesed campaign? I mean, hey, hey, it's Chesed. <laughs> it may not be a cash donation, but it's a pretty important donation. Uh, so we'll discuss that with Rabbi Sturm coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, and uh, I'm assuming that that uh, effort on behalf of Renewal, um, seeking out people to donate kidneys, will in fact make it into our El Chesed campaign here at JM in the AM. Um, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Oh, I didn't realize that listener Tikva and family are in the Haifa area. They're listening right now and uh, from their vacation. And I thank them, and I thank those of you. I, I saw a lot of people. It was very interesting. I saw a lot of people both in Israel and at the airports who are tuned into this show from thousands of miles away and insist on schlepping us along, as I always say. Insist on schlepping us along when they're on vacation, which is pretty amazing. So thank you to everybody who does that. Uh, it's just it's a wonderful feeling that we get to accompany you no matter where in the world you're heading, so I appreciate that very, very much. And uh, let's see, we've got two weeks to go. These are the final two weeks before Labor Day, I know a lot of... I really should have opened up with back to school, back to work. I really should have said back to school, back to work. Because as listener Daniel down in Atlanta has told us, uh, there are a lot of schools in this country that are already in session, uh, including our friends in Atlanta, including our friends in Florida. I mean, there are a lot of youngsters who are already in their carpools, tuned into JM and the AM, and are enjoying full days at school even now during the final two weeks of August. So uh, we are heading back to school and back to work. That's right. We're, 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 we're doing both. And, um, and uh, we wish everybody the best of luck during the 5784 school year, of course. Oh, I just have to write myself a note now. We got to get Rabbi Heber on before the brand new year. Actually, we could get Rabbi Heber on between Roshani and Kipper. I don't know if we have to do it Dafka before Rosh Hashanah, but at some point he's got to join us. After all, five seven eight four—that's a—that's uh, a key. That's a key year coming up. <laughs> they're they're all key years, but he'll explain why he'll explain why this coming one is a key year. That's for sure. That I can guarantee you. 
Uh, anyway, so the 5784 school year, I hope, is a great success for all the students out there at all levels of education. And, uh, of course, if your parents are um, encouraging you on a daily basis to tune into JM and the AM and to blast this radio program in your car, in your carpool, in your van, wherever the case may be, then already your informal education is going very well. And we hope your formal education goes just as well uh, in the classroom in the upcoming year. More coming up. It's JM and the AM. Good to be back in our New York City studio. Best regards from the Holy Land, everybody. And of course, if you haven't yet heard the radio show from the plane from last Wednesday with Nefesh Benefesh, try your hardest to listen in at your earliest convenience. You'll be uh, reminded that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. You'll be inspired by some amazing Olim conversations. And I believe the conversation with Rabbi Fass and with um, Tony Gulbart. Uh, when the two of them appeared with me uh, toward the end of the second hour, I, I believe that was a historic conversation. And I'm strongly suggesting it to all of our listeners. More coming up, JM and the AM. Ellie Marcus getting us ready for the high holidays for the Yamim Noroyim at JM and the AM. <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. with Lenny Solomon and company. It's called Simcha. Ironically, we uh, play that song, and um, <laughs> as the song is playing, we hear the news from Israel, which we'll tell you about in just a moment. Before that, then Aftali Kempa and Chazda Hashem. Hine Elokeinu done by Yaakov Shweki. Eli Marcus had Kianu, that's brand new. Arye Kunzler Nitzik Dadya with Avodat Halev here at J.M. In the AM. We're reading from the Jerusalem Post, the latest from the Holy Land. A woman in her 40s was shot and killed Monday while riding in a car on Highway 60 in the quote-unquote West Bank near Beit Chagai. She was later identified as Batsheva Nagari. 
a resident of Beit Chagai who grew up in Efrat. According to a statement from the head of the Efrat Regional Council, Nagari had three daughters and worked as a preschool teacher. Nagari was accompanied... Oh, now I just lost the article. Um, Nagari was accompanied by a man also in his 40s who was driving the car and also suffered from gunshot wounds. There was also a six-year-old child with them. The child was unharmed. Israeli media reported the child in the car was one of Nagari's daughters, and they were taking a ride from the driver who was not related to them. The military said in a statement had set up roadblocks and was searching for the suspects who had said fired from a passing vehicle. The three were inside a private vehicle when the terrorists shot at them while passing from another car on the highway. Army radio stated that the terrorists drove in front of the victim's car, cutting it off while slowing down traffic at the intersection. Then they shot at the victims from short range and continued driving. Israeli security forces immediately began a manhunt. According to initial reports, the terrorists were traveling west toward Hebron. The terrorists fired off at least 22 shots toward the Israeli car, according to media reports, citing the 22 bullet holes seen in the car after the attack. Magin David Adom responded to the attack and treated the three wounded on the site and defined the man's condition as serious. This is the Jerusalem Post uh, report. Uh, MDA paramedic Moshe Bar Sheshet said, the man and the woman were near the car, unconscious and suffering from gunshot wounds. We administered medical treatment along with the IDF medics and stopped the bleeding. The man seriously injured was taken to Soroka Medical Center. A short time later, Soroka stated, a 39-year-old was brought in suffering from gunshot wounds. He's receiving emergency medical treatment to stabilize his condition. A later update from Soroka stated that he was still in serious condition but fully conscious. Prime Minister Netanyahu was reportedly updated on the security situation. Defense Minister Gallant held an operational briefing following the terror attack Monday. Minister Gallant is receiving ongoing operational updates from his military secretary, Marquezano. Regarding the pursuit of the terrorists responsible for the attack, stated Gallant's spokesperson, Gallant's expected to hold a situation assessment at the site of the attack together with senior defense officials. Finance Minister Smotrich, also a member of the Knesset Security Cabinet, arrived at the scene several hours after the attack to survey the scene. The spokesperson for the nearby settlement of Kiryat Arba stated that the settlement is currently closed to exits and there is a blockade between them and the Beit Chagai Junction. Shlomo Naaman, mayor of the Gush Etzion Regional Council, head of Yesha, said, Yet another shocking attack. We send a warm embrace to the family of the victim at this difficult time and pray for the recovery of the injured driver. The terrorists act as a result of the hate, education, and funding from the PA with the goal of massacring us. The government simply can't continue down the path of the terrible Oslo agreements. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. There are news from Israel coming up. This is uh, quite a news item to wake up to on a Monday morning. Again, Batsheva Nagari, resident of Beit Chagai, originally from Efrat, mother of three, shot dead in a Hebron terror attack in Israel. 
And uh, as you heard from the Jerusalem Post report, the usual statements and the usual reactions. Galitzal in the background to our news from Israel coming up. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday is next. Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Ba'ulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. Batsheva Nigeri, Toshevet Beit Chagai, Ve'em Le'Shalosh Banot, Ya Nirzachat Ba'pigua Be'ar Hevron. Mizirat Ha'pigua Medavach Katavenu Shachaglik. בת שבע ניגרי, בת 42, גדלה באפרת ושימשה כגננת ביישוב. בשנים האחרונות התגוררה בבית חגי עם משפחתה. בת שבע הותירה אחריה בעל ושלוש בנות. אחת מהן, בת שש, הייתה איתה בזירה וראתה את אימה נרצחת לעיניה. ניגרי תובא למנוחות בגוש עציון. מועד ההלוויה עדיין לא ידוע. בבית החולים סורוקה עדיין מאושפז נהג הרכב כבן 40 שנפצע קשה. ראש מועצת אפרת עודד רביבי ספד לבת שבע ושוחח עם יעל דן בגלי צה"ל. מכיר אותה, הכרתי טוב את אבא שלה, מכיר טוב את אימא שלה, את האחים, את האחיות, גדלה באפרת, עבדה וחינכה ילדים באפרת, כאב גדול והלם גדול. לצערנו אנחנו מתורגלים, לוחצים על כפתור וכולם נכנסים לדפוס פעולה שלצערנו מתורגל ומשומן. הם מנסים לחבק את המשפחה כמה שיותר. בתוך כך נמשך המצוד אחר המחבלים. לפני זמן קצר כוחות צה"ל איתרו את הרכב החשוד ששימש את המחבלים לביצוע הפיגוע, מדווח כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. הרכב שככל הנראה המחבלים נסעו ונמלטו בו מסוג סיטרואן C4 הותר ליד חלחול כמה קילומטרים צפונית מזירת הפיגוע. המחבלים כנראה שרפו אותו ונמלטו משם בדרך אחרת. כוחות גדולים ממשיכים במצוד בשטח, כולל כטב"מים שסורקים מהאוויר, כתר הוטל על העיר חברון ועל הכפרים הפלסטינים הסמוכים. צה"ל הקפיץ גדוד נוסף לגזרה, ובהמשך היום צפוי להגיע לאזור שר הביטחון גלנט עם בכירי מערכת הביטחון. והשר לביטחון לאומי בן גביר פנה לראש הממשלה נתניהו לכנס את הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני. כתבנו המדיני יניר קוזין מוסיף שבן גביר מתח ביקורת על התנהלות שר הביטחון גלנט וטען כי היא רכה מדי. השרה אורית סטרוק מהציונות הדתית טענה עוד פיגוע שהתאפשר רק בגלל היעדר ההחלטה כי כבישי יו"ש לא יהיו יותר מסלול ירוק לטרור. היא שוחחה עם אמיר בר שלום בגלי צה"ל. הדרישה שלי היא לנהוג כפי שנהגו צה"ל ומדינת ישראל בתקופות של גלי טרור קשים, שהם שלחו את הפלסטינים לנסוע בכבישים האחרים. יש להם את כל הדרכים להגיע ממקום למקום, יכול להיות שייקח להם... קצת יותר זמן. הסיבה שכרגע לא עושים את הצעד האלמנטרי הזה היא לא ברורה לי. הפגנת ראשי הרשויות הערביות בירושלים, ראש מועצת מזרעה, פואד עוואד, נעצר בגין הפרת סדר. 200 אזרחים ערבים הפגינו מול משרד האוצר נגד החלטת שר האוצר סמוטריץ' להקפיא את מענקי האיזון לרשויות הערביות. עימותים אלימים נרשמו בין ראשי הרשויות לבין כוחות המשטרה. אישה פונתה במצב קל לאחר שנפצעה בעימותים. המפגינים צעקו לעבר עובדי משרד האוצר, סמוטריץ' תתפטר. כתבנו בחברה הערבית אדם פרג' מוסיף כי מוקדם יותר הבוקר הרשויות הערביות פתחו בשביתה שתסתיים בסוף היום. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה נוספת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Ja.
Thank you. 
Good morning, master of the world. Good morning, master of the world. Hi, boy, J.M. in the A.M. Boker Tov, Ribbon Shalom, done by Avram, Avram Freed, Ellie Levin before that with Yefei Nof, and welcome to hour number two of J.M. in the A.M. for a Monday on this August the 21st, day number four 
in the month of Elul. The year is 5783, Tufshin Pei Gimel, soon to be 5784. Elul chauffeur blowing coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll do that every day, um, except for uh, Friday era of Rosh Hashanah during the month of Elul. Custom is to uh, blow the show for each day during Elul, but not on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And we do it that way to confuse the Satan. Yeah, those of uh, questionable backgrounds who want to um, who want to harass and disturb the Jewish people, they've got to be left in a state of confusion. That's how it goes. J.M. and the A.M., those of you who are just waking up, tuning in, those of you who may not be focused on what's happening in the Holy Land every moment, a uh, terror attack has occurred in the the, uh, Judean hills. Batsheva Nagari, a resident of Beit Chagai, who grew up in Efrat, has been murdered by the enemy in a drive-by shooting. Based on the information I got from uh, listener Tikva, she is a um, a mother who um, only recently, just a few years ago, had a child after many years of difficulty, and um, at some point in the last few years actually adopted twins, and now those three children, those three daughters, are left without a mother as she was shot dead in front of one of her daughters in this um in this attack in this shooting attack that took place near Beit Chagai um Otsma Yehudit MK Yitzchak Krauser or Kreiser said uh, said we demand revenge that's member of Knesset Yitzchak Kreiser from Otsma Yehudit Opposition leader Yair Lapid of Yeshatid offered his condolences to the victim and family and to the injured man who was uh, driving the car and was injured in the attack. And um, the enemy has again taken one of our best and brightest. The enemy has again, this time, gone into the area of Yudan Shomron, this time into Harei Yehuda, the hills of uh, Judea, and they have murdered... Uh, one of the outstanding members of our community. JM and the AM, good morning. Those of you who were not tuned in last week or those of you who may have missed Wednesday morning's JM and the AM, I remind you that we have the opportunity to broadcast from the plane. In this case, the charter flight of Nefesh Benefesh had an opportunity to speak with some of the amazing Olim the uh, lone soldiers, the young families, the retirees, people uh, going from uh, North America to Israel. And um, in addition, we had an outstanding conversation with Rabbi Josh Fass and Tony Gelbart. Just an outstanding conversation. If you missed any of it, thank God there's an archive section at NahumSiegel.com. I also want to thank Avrami, who sat in on Thursday for me. I want to thank uh, uh, Mayor Fertig, who sat in Friday. I want to thank Mark Zamek and Matis Weingast, who uh, really kept our weekend programming going like crazy. And Avrami, of course, as well. Um, 
And uh, today, coming up at 9 o'clock, you'll hear Rabbi Benji Kramer with Meir Mulim. At 10 o'clock, you'll hear Yoni and Seth with After Further Review. The great programming keeps on coming. Yossi's Weig is off this week. He's on vacation. We'll return Bezrat Hashem next week. Yossi's Weig off this week. We'll return Bezrat Hashem next week. Live lunches will be back on regular schedule then. So it's the, it's the dog days of summer, as they say. It is the, um, the center of the August heat, if you will. And we are still providing incredible and amazing programming on a regular basis right here at JM and the AM. And frankly, I'm very, very proud of that. Uh, Joey Newcomb, he's next. You're listening to JM and the AM.
JM in the AM. Yeah, Nachamu is right. We need the comfort and even more so the uh, family in Beit Chagai and the community of Beit Chagai and Efrat need some comfort today after the uh, terror attack that we learned about earlier. JM in the AM, good morning all. By the way, I got a note from uh, Shira's mom on... Uh, on uh, at, on the app. Let me just find this here. I got a note. Uh, I got a note from Shira's mom on the app. It says, uh, "Please, please, Davin for Aryeh Leib Ben Ella, who was wounded in the pigua and is in surgery. I'm assuming this is the driver that they keep referring to." Aryeh Lay Ben Ella. Today is Monday. A lot of people heading to a 730 minion. Keep in mind for Amy Shaberach, Aryeh Lay Ben Ella. Also, Sandy asks that everyone daven for Shalom Avraham Ben Pesha Leia. Again, Shalom Avraham Ben Pesha Leia. And of course, your help with all of that, as you would imagine, is greatly appreciated. More coming up. It's a Monday morning on this 21st of August, day number four in the month of Elul. Our um, Elul Chesed campaign information is up on the uh, site, on the page. Go to nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Chesed campaign, of course, in memory of our dear friend Yankee Meyer. And um, and um, uh, coming up at uh, 8 o'clock, we'll speak with um, Rabbi Sturm for renewal. And uh, we will add renewal to our Elul Chesed campaign as well, where you could not just donate money to renewal. You could actually donate a kidney directly to somebody, which we'll find out about, which is just unbelievable and amazing. More coming up. It's Sandy Shmueli here at JM in the AM. Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. It's Sandy Shmueli, Elecha Hashem Ekra. Oh, that's uh, certainly accurate. Uh, here on a Monday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and good morning. Uh, the news from Israel throwing us, of course, a little bit this morning with the murder of the woman from Beit Chagai near Hebron, near Efrat, and, of course, she originally is from Efrat as we learn more and more about her. The driver in this uh, terrible episode is uh, in surgery as we speak, and uh, as we indicated on the app through the generous um, information by Shira's mom, uh, please keep in mind Aryeh Leib Ben Ella, Aryeh Leib Ben Ella, wounded today in that pigua, in that uh, terror attack. Uh, Monday schedule here at JMNAM and the Nachum Single Network coming up. We're going to be speaking to uh, Rabbi Sturm of Renewal. Renewal is going to be officially inducted into our Elul Chesed campaign. A little bit unusual because as opposed to it being a straight uh, <laughs> campaign where people are asked to contribute money, um, many people are being asked to uh, be tested for, screened for, giving a kidney, literally. Uh, to donate a kidney to somebody in our community. We'll find out about it, and we'll also explain why we're doing this conversation today, all with Rabbi Sturm in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Mayor Me Lim with Rabbi Benji Kramer. Uh, he will discuss Hebrew roots to biblical names. Again, Hebrew roots to biblical names. After further review with... Um, Yoni and Seth will discuss uh, the Major League Baseball races that are going on, etc., etc. And that's all happening at the 10 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. 
Uh, well, Ruvane Brick is out there in our audience again, as he always is, and we thank him and his wife and family for their dedicated listenership to this amazing broadcast and this wonderful network. Ruvane says, happy anniversary to my amazing wife. Ten amazing years and a wonderful, cute pie girly as well. I think he's referring to his daughter. And, and he says, cannot ask for anything more. So to the Brick family um, and to Mr. and Mrs. Ruvain Brick in particular, a very happy anniversary. And thank you so much for uh, being out there on a regular basis and enjoying what we provide. I hope it's enhanced the growth of your family. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav, Zevner Bilsavalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bilsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. During the month of Elul, we are involved in the tshuva process, seeking out that which we have done wrong during the year, or that which we might have done better, and we do tshuva, we repent for it. The Rambam says in Hilchus Tshuva, the laws dealing with repentance, that what does an individual do when they want to do tshuva? They say, Chatosi lefonecha, I have sinned before you. They mention the things that they have done. And they say to Hashem, I will never return to this sin. The Mabit asks the question, how can it be that an individual says, I will never return to the sin. Sometimes it might happen that a person may fall in again. It may be that the individual is trying very hard. However, since they're so ruggel, they're accustomed to doing what they've been doing in the past, they might fall in again. So how is it possible that a person can actually say to Hashem, I'll never return to this sin again. If a person promises another individual and they break their promise, it's bad enough. But the promise, the Boreolam, the creator of the world, and then to go back on the promise, it's not simple. Says the Mabit, an extremely interesting answer. He says that when an individual cries out, when they do tshuva, when they're moved to repentance, and they say, they say it with the neshama, the nefesh elokis, their godly soul. The godly soul wants to do all that's right, wants to be close to Hashem, wants to be spiritual. However, if they do go back and repeat the sin, they do the Avera another time, it's not the godly soul that's acting. It's the Nefesh Bahamis, or the animalistic soul. That's the soul of Gashmias, of materialism, that's grounded into the world. And it's with that soul that the individual actually commits the sin. So we see that there are two parts of man. What we try to do is to unify the Gashmius and the Ruchnius, the material and the spiritual, the Nevesh Lukis and the Nevesh Bahamis, so that it all should act in consonance to do the Ratzon of Hashem, to do the will of God. Every single person in this world wants to do the will of Hashem. We all have that nefesh elokis, the godly soul, the only thing that during the month of Elul, during this Chodesh, we have to try our very best to bring it out, that that's the one that should surface, and that is the one that will carry us 
to a good, sweet, and healthy new year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day.
Words, of course, the David Hashem Ori that we now say day and night uh, between now and Shemini Atzeres. That's uh, Yaakov Shweki here at JM and the AM. And, of course, the custom during the month of uh, Elul, except for Erev Rosh Hashanah, is to blow shofar, which we did with our Elul shofar blowing, commemorating that here at JM and the AM. And I say good morning to those of you just tuning in. My name is Nahum Siegel with a big thank you uh, to uh, Avrami and Mayer. And, of course, Mark and Matis, everybody responsible for our programming over the last few days. Much appreciated. Good to be back in our New York City studio. Although, of course, I missed the Holy Land, where Wednesday I had the opportunity to all well, broadcast, not really from the Holy Land, but broadcast from the plane heading to the Holy Land, which was pretty amazing. It was, a, uh, it was quite a journey, to say the least, with many great conversations with the Olim, with an amazing conversation with Tony Gelbard and Rabbi Josh Vest, the founders of Nefesh Benefesh. If you missed any of it, thank God we have an archive section at NachumSiegel.com and, of course, on the NSN app, so check it out. Uh, meanwhile, we're live on a Monday morning from New York City, and a pleasure to speak with you. Our Elo Chesed campaign is, uh, is rolling, and we're going to add to it today. Go to NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed for all the information. It's in memory of Yankee Meyer, and today we speak with our friends from Renewal. That's coming up in hour number three this morning here at JM in the AM. Very much looking forward to it. And um, just a lot of great things going on. Uh, lots planned already for this week. Uh, a lot of great conversations. We get close to the end of the year. Uh, and I'm glad you're with us every single morning here at JMN. The sad news from Israel, of course, the murder of one of our best, and I say it that way because it seems that the enemy is always taking one of our best and brightest. This young woman in her 40s from Beit Chagai, mother of three, uh, who was gunned down literally in a drive-by shooting uh, earlier today in the uh, Judean hills near Beit Chagai. Uh, we pray for her family and, of course, for the uh, the driver, the man injured in the attack. Um, Arye Le Ben Ella. And um, we remember as, as much last week as we had an opportunity uh, to really highlight the beauty and the incredible, amazing life that so many people have in the Holy Land. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, as we know. And... Um, uh, the communities that she is from, Beit Chagai and Efrat, and obviously her family, and even to an extent the whole country is, uh, again, going to be affected just as they are by attack after attack after attack, uh, especially the ones that end with, you know, with, with such a feeling of tragedy. I mean, they all end with a feeling of tragedy, but meaning, you know, when a, when a mother of young children is taken, it's a whole new level sometimes. So that's the story out of Israel. I also, I have to point out that um, yesterday in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a terrible, terrible five-alarm fire 
that took out uh, multiple businesses along Lee Avenue. Those of you who are familiar with where uh, Williamsburg is, it's just it's literally across the river from where I'm sitting. And those of you who have had the opportunity to visit, to shop, to see, to experience Williamsburg, Brooklyn, so many of our uh, of our dear brothers and sisters live there, and uh, a lot of people are going to be affected in so many different ways by this horrible fire that eliminated so many businesses on one block in Williamsburg on Lee Avenue. Now we're really familiar with it. We've 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 discussed and joked about and reported about. Our friends at Grill on Lee, one, honestly, one of our favorite places. And I say that as a family, and I say that as a community, and uh, when you want to gather with, with friends or show people from outside the community what Williamsburg and the Jewish community there is all about, very often we end up taking them to Grill on Lee. And it's really just a very comfortable, wonderful meeting place, especially toward the end of the week, once you get to Thursday and Friday. And as many of you saw, it was completely destroyed yesterday. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. The uh, we know we know what happens when a fire takes place. And as I always say, thank God we were able to broadcast because of the generosity of the one above and the technology that we now enjoy. We were able to broadcast the next morning after our studio fire. But the fires are devastating and they are life changing and they're so hard to deal with. And I can only imagine a business that really does depend on brick and mortar, a business that can't be done from anywhere. I can only imagine what they're going through now especially before Yuntif, as they consider uh, what to do uh, regarding their future. So to all those who are affected by the fire in Williamsburg, we, we are thinking of you. If anyone knows of any specific campaigns to help the people that are store owners and families in that area, let us know. Uh, but yeah, this has been, um, th- this was a devastating episode yesterday. It's a devastating episode on so many different levels. So we've got, we've got plenty to be concerned about in all parts of the world. That's an understatement. And let us not forget, especially now during the month of Elul, as we focus on our Elul Chesed campaign, let's not forget our brothers and sisters who are in great need for so many different reasons all around the world. JM in the AM, a Monday morning broadcast, 21st of August, fourth day of Elul. We continue with Ellie Deitch at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with no doubt Ari Goldwagon Company here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, let's see. What do we have before that? The Yidl with Hanishama. We're dedicating that to those in our Sephardic friends communities that are already saying Slichus. They began Slichus yesterday, a couple of weeks before we begin Slichus. When do we start? We start the 8th, right? The 8th or 9th. So it's three weeks. Wow. They're saying Slichas for the first three weeks of Elul. We say only for the last week of Elul. They say for the entire month. Anyway, uh, dedicating that to our Sephardic friends. Hanashamalach. Vaha'er from Eli Deitch. Opening up that set. It's JM and the AM. Our friends from Renewal. We're going to be speaking with them coming up. Part of our Elul Chesed campaign in memory of Yanki Meyer. We'll be doing that coming up here at JM and the AM. Uh, Mayor Me Lim, an hour from now with Ari Benji Kramer. Um, 
10 o'clock for after further review, 10 a.m. Eastern time with Yoni and Seth. We'll discuss the Major League Baseball races, which are very, which are of very, very little interest to those who live in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> very little interest, to say the least. And of course, as I mentioned here in this area, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a massive fire yesterday, five alarm fire that took out many, many businesses along Lee Avenue, including one of our favorites, Grill on Lee. And our hearts and uh, prayers go out to everybody in Williamsburg. If there are any funds that are established for the people who uh, were proprietors on Lee Avenue, please let us know. Please let us know, especially now before Yontif. Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Be in touch with Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. By the way, if you don't get the daily thread or the weekly newsletter, be in touch with Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. He'll take good care of you. Again, if you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, AF at NahumSiegel.com. And, of course, we're focused today on the attack in Israel. Uh, yet another one of our sisters was acclaimed by the enemy. Mother of three, Beit Chagai, originally from Efrat. We pray for the driver, the man who's now in surgery, post this terror attack, this drive-by shooting, keeping our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind on this uh, Monday morning broadcast at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. again start the day as the sun fills my room chasing the darkness and gloom filled with love I will say I am grateful I am thankful hear my song Boy, I can't think of a better song to go into our next conversation, frankly. Shechazarta Binishmasi. We thank the one above every day for just waking up and having our neshama return to ourselves, to our bodies. 
And um, there are people out there in desperate need of... uh, Desperate need of uh, medical solutions uh, that uh, must have an even greater appreciation for the one above when those solutions are found. With that in mind... Uh, we're going to be speaking with right, Josh Sturm of Renewal in just a moment. I just want to mention that, uh, you know, whenever we do anything involving our Elul Chesed campaign, which, of course, usually comes about uh, from suggestions from our audience as we continue to feature different uh, Chesed campaigns, uh, especially the ones that are, you know, geared toward Yontif, helping people, you know, make um, Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot and Elul and helping people make Pesach and Nisan. Um and our Chesed campaign is dedicated to the memory of Yanki Meyer, who no doubt has helped so many people uh, over his lifetime. He helped so many, so many people. And um, and whenever someone comes on the air and we discuss a Chesed campaign, I always say, you never know what's going to happen because I've seen it all. I've seen people get no donors um, from a campaign from this audience. And I've seen people get, you know, hundreds of donors from campaigns from this audience. You just never know. And that's the reality. That's the truth. So, you know, it's worth a shot to get on and discuss the campaign and discuss the um, cause, and hopefully people out there will respond. I I think Rabbi Sturm and I can agree that if we do get one donor, one, (laughs) from this conversation, it's a major, major victory because we're not just talking about donating money. We're not just talking about supporting a cause, and renewal is a cause worth supporting. Uh, we're actually talking about kidney donation this morning, and there's a reason why we've invited our Josh Sturm on the air specifically this morning here at JM in the AM, the director of outreach for Renewal, where you can find who you could find at renewal.org, is Rabbi Josh Sturm. Rabbi Sturm, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's such a pleasure and a privilege to be here. And as you uh, you started out mentioning, it is such a special, momentous occasion today uh, for renewal, but really for Claudius because today we are celebrating transplant number 1,000. And it is such a milestone that we've been in existence now for a little over 16 years. And to think that what started with just one transplant is now reaching... We actually have three transplants uh, going on right now. I'm actually calling in from one of the hospitals uh, as the transplants are taking place. And to be at this occasion, it is such a Baruch Shech that we have reached uh, a level Klayosol just continues to give. Um, the, the danger of 1,000 is that it, it uh, takes away such a big number. It takes away from the individual. And as you mentioned, even one donor Every single donor is so unique and so special, and that's not lost on us. It's a thousand stories, a thousand families. It's really two thousand because it's the donor and the recipient's families that are so touched. Um, and just to, to experience it, it is uh, to see Clarissa in action. Chesed is our middle name, and such a beautiful occasion. Yeah, as somebody who takes pride in having in having a Chesed campaign, as I said, usually my Chesed campaigns, ninety nine percent of them focus on the money, on donations, what we could do to help people. Uh, th- this is remarkable that people would actually give a kidney. Sometimes we say that as an exaggeration, as an expression, but literally, people are giving a kidney of their own in order to help save the life. And of- just 
just to give a, uh, a little snapshot of what we get to experience, um, the three transplants today, one of the donors is a Satmar Chassid from Monroe. Another donor is from uh, is a, a Rebbe in Pinek. And the third donor is a gentleman from the five towns. Um, it's really, it really covers the uh, cross-section of what Klai Yisrael is all about. Now, Rabbi Sturm, as, uh, as I know, because I'm familiar with the world of sports, when it comes to records, when it comes to milestones, when things happen very close to each other, often there's a controversy as to who actually hit that momentous <laughs> home run first, who actually got the basket before the other one did. I remember as a kid, the millionth run in baseball history was a big deal because one could be scored seconds before another in different cities. I mean, now that we're at 1,000, do we know who today gets credit for the 1,000? Are, are we spreading the wealth? How are we handling this? <laughs> it's a great question, a great point. Um, we, are, we are celebrating 1,000 all around, but technically the one that got in under the wire um, is uh, the transplant that we are at uh, Hackensack. Uh, in northern Jersey. So that is the one that got into the operating first. Oh, I I know the best example is at midnight on New Year's Eve, which baby's born first, right? So one (laughs) second, just out out of curiosity, I don't don't know if you can give us the specific names of the hospitals. Maybe you can, but I'm just curious. So one's in Hackensack. Where are the other two taking place today? Sure. So one is in Hackensack, one is in North Shore, and the other one is in NYU. And we have uh, members of our team spread out at every location to give them the VIP treatment that the donors so richly deserve. And for those not familiar from around the world, those are, in all seriousness, those are the three hospitals that are very key to our communities. A lot of people in our communities, for many purposes, are using those three institutions. Absolutely. So they're very close with our communities. Rabbi Josh Sturm is with us, Director of Outreach at Renewal. It's very simple. We Well, there are two reasons we invited him on. When we when we were first alerted to the fact that today is is transplant number 1,000, we wanted to celebrate with Renewal and, and just laud their accomplishments and encourage people to give and keep the organization going. So that's number one. And secondly, we get an opportunity now because it's Elul to actually make it part of our Elul Chesed campaign. And Rabbi Sturm, that means you have to explain now to the audience and tell us exactly what age, from what age to what age, etc., someone out there can consider giving a kidney. Because I think, and I hope I'm right saying this, I think people don't realize that there's more of a chance for them being a match than they think. Most people think like other areas of life when it comes to to blood and different things, they they always think there's a minimal chance to be a match. Uh, when, When an average person is screened, there's a good shot at it, right? Yeah, it's a great point. It's very different than what most people are familiar with, which is bone marrow donation. Bone marrow, the registries uh, want everybody to get tested, and for good reason, because the chances of the matching are very, very slim. Well, when it comes to kidney donation, the chances of the matching actually are much higher. Not that everybody is going to necessarily be a match, but it's not that difficult uh, to be a match. It's far more difficult for us to find the person who's willing uh, to do this amazing, amazing uh, deed. And uh, as you were saying, something that people don't realize is that in terms of criteria, sometimes people think that you got to be Superman to be able to donate a, a kidney. Now, we like to think that everybody who donates a kidney has got a big uh, ass across their chest also, um, but uh, they, they are superheroes. But they're regular, ordinary people doing something extraordinary. 
Um, in terms of, of age, the oldest kidney donor we ever had donate was a, uh, a lady who donated at the tender young age of 77. Wow. Uh, she donated about seven years ago, and thank God, Baruch Hashem, she's doing well. Um, she actually, in my humble opinion, has an even greater distinction than being a kidney donor. She actually is a child survivor. Um, wow. which is incredible to think somebody who has seen, wow. seen it all and experienced the, the, the worst of humanity uh, can now be uh, doing something so amazing and so heroic, and she is a hero on so many levels. But what, is, what does the recipient think that God arranged to make sure that she survives the war in order to make it another 70 years to this side of the world to save that kidney recipient? Pretty amazing. I'll tell you another quick story. Um, we have a, there was a lady uh, just giving the, the basic details and anybody wants more details, I'm more than happy to, to share one-on-one. But there was a lady who went through the war. Her name was Lola. And Lola was a uh, very artistic at a, at a young age. And she was responsible in the Bachmia ghetto for forging many, many documents um, and uh, using her artistic crea- creativity, she was able to forge many documents and save a tremendous amount of people. One of the families that she was instrumental in saving uh, was the future uh, Bubba Varebi. Huh. Um, well, wouldn't you know it, about 80 years later, this Lola, her daughter-in-law, needed a kidney and was a very, very specific match, a very difficult match. And guess who was the potential, the donor that was the perfect match? None other than the great-grandson of the Bubba Varebi. We never know where things, because uh, Baruch works in, in beautiful and wondrous ways. And sometimes the, the payment comes many years later. Yeah, you could say that again. Everybody, Josh Sturm is with us. Today, Renewal celebrates the 1,000th kidney donation. By the way, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested always in, you know, people know I like the trivial stuff, and I don't even know if any of the, what I'm about to say is true, but the impression is uh, that women take care of themselves better than men, and, uh, you know, and again, I'm just giving a general impression. I'm not saying medically this is accurate, but I'm curious. Can you tell us what percentage of the 1,000 recipients are men and what percentage of the 1,000 recipients are women? Is that something you would know offhand? Sure. So the when it comes to kidney disease in general, it seems to affect men at a much, much greater rate than it affects women. Mm-hmm. Exactly why that, uh, I'm not so familiar with the, uh, the right. science but behind my, it. But my impression but it is, is right, right. It is roughly three to one oh, wow. um, of the, the ratio. So now could... on the donor side, it's different. On the, the, on the kidney donor side, we actually have, it's about 60% men to women. And that's really for one very simple reason, which is that we, we discourage um, young ladies from donating. Ladies that are in the beginning of their childbearing years, right. we discourage them from donating at that point. And so in their, in their earlier years, the men definitely outnumber the ladies. Um, but once they get past that at that stage of life, uh, the numbers very much even out. Wow, very, very interesting. A lot of great heroes in our community of all backgrounds and of all types. Uh, Renewal.org, by the way, for information, we do encourage, even though this conversation is more about kidney donation, we do encourage people to support 
the organization and to continue their amazing work, Renewal.org. And by the way, uh, if you want to bring Renewal to your community specifically to address the topic of kidney donation, maybe there are people in your synagogue who actually want to pursue being a kidney donor, but they need a little bit of a face-to-face interaction with Rabbi Sturm and his staff. Uh, They'll do that. They'll come to your synagogue, make a pitch, and I bet you there'll be people who are designated as matchers um, at some point uh, in the in the subsequent weeks if you do that. I've actually seen that happen many, many times. By the way, we got some heroes in our audience, Rabbi Sturm. Uh, this uh, a commenter on the app says that her husband was number 942. So oh, well, I'm assuming it's a donor. Maybe it's actually a recipient. But either way, we have somebody in this audience who is very closely associated with one of your heroic acts. Our donors are rightfully very proud, and we actually spent a a lot of time in the last week figuring out all the exact numbers of each donor and giving them their numbers so that they can proudly display it today. And if anybody wants an inside look of what's going on today, we actually are working together with um, two uh, Instagram influencers, Yafa Palti and Abby Wolin, who are kind of uh, documenting as we go from transplant to transplant for an inside kind of look. And they, they could document all they want. Do they have specific guidelines? How does that work? Yeah, so we have to work it out with the hospitals to get permission. And each hospital has different sets of requirements of what they're allowed to, uh, to film and what they're allowed to, where they're allowed to be exactly. But we work very much. We, we have very good relationships, especially with these three hospitals. And so we've worked together. They have made their surgeons available to be interviewed. Um, and uh, really giving a kind of behind-the-scenes look at, uh, at how this, uh, the day unfolds and how everything works out. And by the way, we should mention, because people always wonder about priorities and you know, how this works, that, that you know, people, so many people in this country are waiting for kidneys, yet people from our community, you know, it seems within weeks, uh, very often can get one if there's a match found. And the answer is, and this is totally on the up and up, totally legal, and you're within the framework of, of how it works in this country, one is allowed to designate a kidney of their own to a specific person, right? That It really comes down to just that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, I'll tell you the most requested demographic that anybody wants to donate to is uh, a child. Unfortunately, we do have children on our list and it's heartbreaking uh, to watch. Um, and so we have people who call us and they say, listen, I'm not ready to donate to any, just anybody but I would donate to a child right. or I would donate if you have somebody who lives in my community or right. something like that. We of course won't give away any identifying information about the recipient, but in terms of demographics, a person can absolutely request. Our philosophy is if you have a, the ability to write out a check for a million dollars, you can pick which organization to give it to, <laughs> but your kidney is worth a lot more than a million dollars. Um, and, and you have a right to, to decide. And again, we won't give identifying information, but within demographics, for sure, a person can make requests. Oh, you don't know how much I love that analogy. Of course, the kidney's worth more than a million dollars, and the donor can certainly designated for whomever they choose to. Rabbi Josh Sturm is with us, Director of Outreach at Renewal. Today's a big day. They're celebrating transplant number 1,000. By the way, I mean, I, every single one of these successes, I'm sure, gives you tremendous joy. But I, I assume you've seen um, a, a great results from the donations to children, right? I mean, you've seen them go ahead and, and lead normal teen and adult lives. So we did a transplant back for a 13 year old boy and uh, I was actually recently speaking with his mother the boy is now learning Shanabet in Eretz Yisrael um, he is doing phenomenally well and she she was in tears because she said this was she couldn't even dream of such a thing 
uh, when before he got his transplants. And Baruch Hashem, he's living a, a healthy life. He's learning. He's making friends. He's uh, living his life. And that's all a mother or father could really ask for. That's the bottom line. Pretty amazing. Just incredible, I'll tell you. Um, oh, and by the way, we should also mention that if someone is contacted after they've been screened, and the screenings are really easy, right? That's one of the easiest parts of this whole process is getting screened, right? Yeah, it's a relatively easy screening. It's uh, just a, a swab of the cheek. Right. So that's really easy. Once they're contacted and they're told, hey, you could be a match for somebody, how many weeks do they have to set aside? They, they, they need to, to make sure to be available for about how long of a period from the beginning of the process until they're able to get back to work. So that's the beauty of it. It really goes based on the donor schedule. So the donor dictates the, the timeline and what's going to be available for them. Typically, the testing will take place a couple weeks after that initial phone call. And then the transplant is usually scheduled um, about two months after beyond that. So the whole process is usually two to three months. Um, but it could be scheduled around the donor schedule. So, for example, the beginning of July happens to be a very busy time for us. We have a lot of teachers that want to right. donate at the beginning of July. It gives them ample opportunity to recover. Right. So it's really based on the donor's availability and scheduling. Didn't you once send a, a mother away for Pesach or something in order to get the kidney donation done before Yuntif? Uh, so yeah, that was a, a challenging one. Uh, <laughs> we had a, a recipient that was facing dialysis imminently. And dialysis is not great. If, uh, if they have a kidney available, it's much better to get the kidney before they start dialysis. The problem was is that this was um, a couple weeks before Pesach. And the, the mother who was going to donate, she said, look, I'd love to do it, but I can't make Pesach <laughs> if I do it this way. That required a, a significant board approval to, uh, to be able to, to make that happen. But in the end, it was worth it to save this person's life and save them from dialysis. Um, was worth uh, every penny, yeah. and they didn't. The, the donor, to their credit, did not take uh, advantage of it. <laughs> no, that I'm sure. I also, I also don't want to give the impression that there's free Pesach programs with donations. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was a, I thought it was a great story that you, you and your board are willing to do anything to get it done ASAP, especially as you said, uh, with dialysis looming, uh, you're ready to, you know, jump into action and do whatever is necessary in order to get it done, which is just amazing. Look, everybody, it's very simple. Uh, Renewal has a big mazel tov today. That's the bottom line. Who's the founder of Renewal? Who's the person who started this whole thing? Mendy Reiner. He is the man who had this vision that nobody wanted to, nobody thought he could bring to fruition. They said, people donating kidneys, it's a crazy idea, never going to happen. And he pushed forward. And and his goal was to do one transplant that first year. And uh, look at where we are here, Baruch Hashem, 16 years later celebrating transplants number 1,000, 1,001, and 1,002, all in one day. Pretty amazing. I want you to wish the Reiner family a very, very special mazel tov from all of us. Today we celebrate 1,000 donations, as you hear, folks. It's actually more already, as everybody Sturm just pointed out, of, uh, of renewal kidney donations to members of our community. And it works out perfectly for our – talk about timing. It works out perfectly for our El Chesed campaign. Go to nachomsegel.com slash chesed. Later today we'll have the renewal. 
Renewal Donate link there, and we'll have the actual Renewal Donate link there, meaning where you can get information about donating a kidney and getting screened in order to get the process started ASAP. And maybe one day you could be a hero in our community the way the people today, these three people uh, today are heroes in Hackensack, in Manhattan, and on Long Island. Pretty amazing. Rabbi Josh Sturm, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Thank you so much. I really just want to say a kol hakavod to the thousand donors. Um, they are the ones who are the heroes and the really special individuals who have done something incredible and continue to inspire Kali Yisrael. Yeah, amen to that. They're certainly an unbelievable example. I'm going to take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. And by Sturm, if anybody comes forward and ends up becoming a donor because of our Elul Chesed campaign, please let us know as soon as possible. Sounds great. And a good bench to you and all the listeners. Thank you so much. Rabbi Josh Sturm, Director of Outreach at Renewal. Mazal tov to Renewal. Today it's uh, 1,000 plus in terms of kidney donations and lives, lives saved to this point. Pretty amazing. NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Later today we will have the link added for donations to Renewal. And we'll have the, ad, the link added where you can get information about becoming a kidney donor. More coming up. It's Monday at JM in the AM.
the sweetest song scale the highest mountain don't get me wrong these are wonderful things even significant things you can strive for wealth fame and success and trust I'll think of you no less these are wonderful things even significant things But nothing in your life will ever be more meaningful than giving of yourself to help another. Share a little piece of 
Off Journeys, volume number five, and by request from listener Moshe, nothing in your life done by Mordechai Shapiro on Journeys number five here at JM in the AM. Before that, Shlomo Katz and Lashana Haba. My thanks to Rabbi Sturm for Renewal. Go to renewal.org for information about any of this having to do anything having to do with um, kidney donation. And the renewal should just keep on going. They're over one thousand. They're at the they're at over one thousand already, which is just unbelievable frankly and uh we wish them the very best going forward um yeah baruch hashem jm in the am on this uh on this um oh there we go i'm trying to figure i don't know why i have so much trouble switching accounts there we go all right now now i can see what's happening on one of our social media on one of our social media um, on one of our social media outlets. Uh, if you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, make sure to write to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com, and he will take uh, good care of you and make sure you get it. By the way, a special shout-out to Seth Levitt and everybody at a and I, I was reading... I was catching up on my newspapers when I got back from Israel late in the week. 
And I saw an article in one of the newspapers about um, different types of hot dogs. They called it a field guide to the Frank. And they had the Coney. The Coney, I think, had cheese on it, right? I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Coney had cheese on it. Um, Oh, I see. They they have a Coney with cheese and one without one. One without. So um, the Coney is a chili dog. So it's a hot dog with chili, with mustard, and with raw white onion. Then they had the the bologna dog. Um which had two types of beef on it. Like you would take an A&H hot dog, that would be one, and then you would take, uh, you know, A&H pastrami and put it right next to it in the same hot dog bun. That's called the bologna roll. Then there's the Polish one, the kielbasa and barbecue. Uh, I still think the A&H knockwurst is even better than that, but all right. Um, What else do we have here? They have one with what they call Coca-Cola onions. I don't even know what that means, Coca-Cola onions. And, of course, they have one called um, they have one called the Chicago Dog, which I think most people in this audience have tried. That's a hot dog smothered in coleslaw. <laughs> oh, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The Slaw Dog is the one. <laughs> I'm so confused. Is the one that's smothered in coleslaw. The Chicago Dog is the one that's got... Um, it looks like it's got some jalapeno in it and uh, chopped white onions, um, pickles, et cetera, et cetera. So there, <laughs> those of you out there who are looking to really uh, – it reminds me, actually, of the contest we did when people were dressing up the hot dogs that time at Kosher Fest with A&H. Uh, if you're looking to do something unique, something interesting, um, check out all the variety. You can go online and check out all the varieties of hot dogs uh, that people are making. It could be the uh, the uh, the Polish one, the bologna one, the coney, uh, the Chicago one, the slaw dog, and so many others uh, that at least are in this field guide to, to the Frank that I found. And, of course, you know our suggestion, make sure whenever you toss anything into a bun, it's a delicious grilled or barbecued um, hot dog from A&H. Could be their knockwurst, could be their sausage, could be any varieties of their hot dogs. They have so many. A lot of them with um, no nitrate added, no sodium, etc. And, of course, if you're looking for other meat products, A&H has plenty of those as well. So this is the season. There's two weeks left till Labor Day after this week. There's two weeks left till Labor Day. This is the season to get the – oh, no, not after this week. There's two, two weeks left till Labor Day, including this week. Yeah, this is it. This is the first of the last two weeks of summer, basically. So you make sure to uh, grill up a storm, get your A&H delicious meal all set for family and friends and enjoy. And, of course, take a 10% discount with promo code radio when you visit kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> and maybe you won't be as confused as I was when you look at the field guide uh, to uh, hot dogs. Uh, which I did find interesting, just very, very confusing. More coming up. It is a Monday morning broadcast with Zusha. This is JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. is a song entitled Coming Home. Al Chomotayich Yerushalayim done by Shalshelis here at J.M. and the A.M. From Vavieno volume number four, you heard Sameach. The only one was the Moshav band. Zusha had Yoel's Nigun here at J.M. and the A.M. Well, we're focused on what happened today in Israel, of course. 
as um, yet another of our bre- of our best and brightest woman in her forties murdered in Nahare Yehuda, originally from Efrat. And um, one of our listeners let us know that the driver is undergoing surgery as we speak, and that is Shalom Avraham, excuse me, that is Aryeh Leib Ben Ella, Aryeh Leib Ben Ella. In addition, listener Sandy told us that uh, Shalom Avraham ben Pesha Leah needs a refuah Again, that Shalom Avraham ben Pesha Leah in need of a refuah And of course, your help with all of this always greatly appreciated, to say the least. Um, also, uh, please keep in mind Shulam Eschana Bas Matl. Shulamis Chana Bas Matl for Rafur Shlema. Shulamis Chana Bas Matl. Uh, JM and the AM on a Monday morning broadcast on this, the 21st of August, day four in the month of Elul. Rumor has it that today is Yael Ash's birthday. Yael Ash up in Muncie. Happy birthday to you from all of us here at JM and the AM. Yeah, we hear all the rumors here, <laughs> including that one. Happy birthday from all of us here at JMM. Coming up at 9 o'clock, may you hear me Lim with Barry Benji Kramer. Coming up at 10 o'clock, it'll be Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon with after further review as they discuss the world of sports. Simcha Liner is going to wrap things up for us on a Monday here at JM in the AM.
brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather with the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. My thanks to Rabbi Josh Sturm of Renewal and Mazal Tov to Renewal. Renewal.org on over 1,000 kidney donations. Pretty amazing and pretty incredible. Uh, go to NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed. NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed for details about our current Elul Chesed campaign. Tomorrow morning, we're back with plenty more. Make sure to join us. And uh, don't forget today, Mayor Me Limit, where Benji Kramer is next. And then, of course, after further review, Yoni and Seth at 10 o'clock. It was amazing being in Israel last week and broadcasting from the Nefesh Benefesh Plain on Wednesday morning. If you missed any of it, make sure to check out the archive, NachumSiegel.com. And, of course, on the NSN app. Daily thread, weekly email, newsletter. Make sure you're part of our list. Write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.